Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a new source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to... The Chaser Report. Welcome to The Chaser Report for another week. I'm Charles Firth, and joining me today are Dom Knight and Andrew Hansen. And Dom, I believe you got tested for COVID this week. What was that I like? did. It was a wonderful service. I just drove up um, to a, a nearby car park and um, you queue <laughs> in the car. And I don't know if you've ever picked your nose, but I, I regularly do. And mm. the test is kind of like it's a cotton bud on a very, very long stick and they push it all the way up your nose, all the way to the back, so it feels like it's touching your brain. Mm. Uh, it tickles and feels deeply uncomfortable. Then they take it out, and you've done your test. So yeah. uh, it is second most uncomfortable drive-through experience after my last fillet of fish. <laughs> the um, it, my my wife actually got tested um, and said it was actually like having nose sex but not in a good way. (laughs) 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 Let's just say it is a very deep penetration. (laughs) Andrew, Andrew, have you been tested? Well, no, but now, well, I I won't now because I was hoping that I'd go along and it would be like having fantastic (laughs) nose sex. But now that I've heard that it's the not good version of nose sex, I'm less keen. They didn't even use a nose condom. Coming up in the show, uh, we're going to chat with Mark Humphreys. He moved house this week, and we'll find out uh, what it was like doing that under lockdown. Andrew looks at COVID propaganda targeting our kids, and Dom is going to have a look at the conspiracy theorists that are too hot, even for YouTube. But first, let's head over to Rebecca Numuno for the latest Chaser News headlines. news for people trying to access government support, with Centrelink announcing a plan to address soaring demand for their services by investing in a second phone. Mr Morrison said that the measure was only temporary and that Centrelink would go back to just the one phone as soon as the crisis was over. The new phone is being installed by the MBN and is expected to be operational by the time everyone no longer needs to call Centrelink anymore. Experts have warned that the death toll from Stampede to the pub once lockdown restrictions are loosened could exceed the toll from COVID-19. One scientist said that while Australia's death toll had thankfully been low, his model shows that the rush to the pub is likely a fucking bloodbath that makes the running of the bulls in Pamplona look like a ferret race. A government minister who forgot to declare to Parliament that he owned a million-dollar house has luckily still remembered to negatively gear it. Peter Dutton said he was mystified why he was paying so little tax despite earning a huge parliamentary salary, and then he remembered he owned a shit-tonne of investment properties. Mr Dutton said he was sure forgetting about owning a house was a common experience that ordinary Australians could relate to. Dutton now owns eight houses, which is seven more than he needs and eight more than anyone under 30. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, have you tried injecting bleach to cure coronavirus yet? No, I haven't, but my friend did. Oh, yeah? Did it it work? Well, they're dead, but they don't have corona anymore. 
Oh, well, there you go. Food for thought. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. All right, Charles and Andrew, let me blow your mind. What if COVID-19 was caused by 5G mobile phone transmitters? It definitely wasn't. It was created by a lab in China or the CIA. But what if it was? Hmm. Actually, we can put it more dramatically than this. Here is sports commentator turned reality expert David Icke. There is no COVID-19. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Now, look, some call him a conspiracy theorist, but he's not the only one who sees this link. In this period of running up to this virus, we've had the introduction in more and more places of 5G. Yes, it's true. Is it a coincidence? Yeah, obviously, but it's a popular coincidence. Hippies in Byron have been protesting about all this. And in the UK, people are so angry about 5G that they're actually burning down mobile phone antennas. They've burnt down half a dozen, so there's no signal. It's just like being connected to Vodafone here. So look, in response to all of this, YouTube has banned David Icke's channel. Spotify has taken down the very podcast I'm playing these clips from. Because they don't want you to know the truth, Dom. Well, that's the thing. David predicted all this, Charles, because it's yeah. all part of the sinister cult that runs the world and wants to use 5G to control us. What they're doing while people are locked away is they're putting 5G into schools. You know where else they're putting 5G? Into freaking hospitals. They're putting 5G everywhere. And so once, once this is set up, they have the ability to manipulate people psychologically and physically. Now, what I don't get is why the sinister world government haven't put a massive 5G antenna next to his house to shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of that theory? Are you convinced? Well, he, th- he says it's, they've been rolling it out, which they have, you know, that, mm, that could be coincidental. But there are other things that have been recently rolled out as well. That we, You know, what about TikTok? I mean, that's recent. That's Maybe that's true. to blame for the, for the virus. Disney Plus. Exactly, Disney Plus. Well, what about that uh, NRA microbe uh, called coronavirus? That may be causing the coronavirus. Mm. It could be. Every expert says that David Icke's theory is bullshit, that 5G is fine. But, of course, they would, wouldn't they? Because they're all part of the sinister world government. Mm. Now, here at the Chaser Report, we are very open-minded. So I want to give Ike a fair hearing. And I figure if we look back at his previous claims and work out how plausible they are, we can assess whether the 5G thing is an amazing revelation from profit or just rubbish. Now, let me try these theories on you and just see how plausible you find them. His most famous theory is that we are all controlled by 12-foot-long shape-shifting lizard overlords known as reptilians from the planet Archon. What do you think? Yes. Well, that uh, that turned out to be true. Though. Well, that's right. That's, that's eminently provable by... Uh, by <laughs> Through it was it was the Tony Abbott era, wasn't it? Yes, with the, with the tongue just... flick. Yeah, there was a bit of bit of that happening. He also claims that the royal family are all reptilians, and this might seem unfair. It might mm. seem as though I'm misrepresenting him. But uh, four years ago, here he is on British TV, and they asked him, "Does he still believe in this?" Do you still think the royal family were shape shifting lizards? Yes, I do. You do. Yes. <laughs> And he went on that clip to say, look, it sounds crazy if you say it in isolation, but if you know the backstory dating back millennia, it's very plausible. Well, this could be why Harry quit the whole thing. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? You you wouldn't want to be part of this lizard family. How unpleasant. He also says that at one point he interviewed Princess Diana's chambermaid and she told him that the Queen Mother was known as Chief Toad, which I think checks out. No, I'll tell you why Harry and Meghan moved to LA. It's because they are lizards. 
and there's more sun oh. in LA. That's the reason. <laughs> it's obvious. It's a giveaway, isn't it? Right? Now that you put yeah. it like that. So Ike also says that the lizard overlords are assisted by people called red dresses. They're hologram people with no free will. What do you think of that? I think it's true in the case of Instagram influencers. <laughs> Hologram. Do, do they wear red dresses, these people? Yeah, they go around basically doing what the reptilians want. They're like the servants. They're fake people, like in the Matrix. He also believes the Matrix is real. Wouldn't we notice these these people? I mean, if, if there are people in red dresses everywhere, I think and, you'd, you'd spot them, wouldn't you? And also, how do we know that David Icke isn't one of the red dresses and he's saying this stuff because that's what they want you to believe? But Charles, he doesn't, he doesn't wear a, a red dress. He wears a straitjacket. Oh. <laughs> Um, He also believes, this is my personal favourite, that the moon is a hollowed out spacecraft for the reptilians. Well, that's, I think he got that from Doctor Who. I mean, that's literally the plot line of one of the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> episodes, I think. But the thing that really intrigues me is why did YouTube ban him? This is exactly the sort of content that's perfect for YouTube. It's because he's been warning everyone about the COVID-19 vaccine, Charles. When it comes, it contains tiny na- nanotechnology microchips that control us all. Right. Uh, or is it okay. the 5G that does that? Get your story straight, David Icke. But look, if the world really is run by reptilians, the best thing they ever did was getting this guy to warn everyone about it because after spending about an hour watching interviews with David Icke looking for clips. There's no way anyone's going to believe a single thing that he ever says, which is such a pity because the Queen Mum really was Chief Toad. Ooh, brutal. They should give him back his YouTube, though. It's the most entertaining content out there. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. This week's episode is brought to you by the government's $130 billion JobKeeper scheme, which kicks in this week. Yes, and it's really easy to apply for. Just uh, remember to select the allowance tabs and then make a $0 payment using Roman numerals to activate the procedure to verify the payment's scheduled task list. And once you've reactivated the declaration tab in the net accounting outflows category of your accounting software, simply press the submit button and do it again in reverse order while wearing a sombrero. It's that easy. Sounds seamless. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. So we're trying to work out how to get more downloads for this show during the week, and we thought, why don't we just get somebody else on the show who's got a really good social media following, and then all their fans will listen to our show to hear them. So that's what we've done, uh, and we've got Mark Humphreys from 7.30. He does all those sketches on 7.30. Um, Mark, how are you? Uh, I'm deeply traumatised, Charles. Uh, <laughs> it's been a very difficult week. Yeah, so what what happened on the weekend? What did you do? Well, I, I did something that no one should ever do, which is I moved house without hiring a removalist. Oh. And... Um, now, before everyone, before everyone jumps in and, and says, what they, you idiot, you, you fool, I was like, yes, I know, I, 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 was, I need to be clear, I was fully in favour of hiring a removalist, but I live in a, in a house of Russian people who are uh, my wife's family, who are sort of stranded here because of the whole coronavirus thing, <laughs> and uh, they were very insistent uh, that uh, we, as a family, uh, could move a house on our own. And, uh, and they were wrong, Charles, they were wrong. <laughs> but, uh, <it> was... <laughs> so but why, why, why were they so insistent? Uh, is there some sort of cultural Russian belief in suffering or something? What's the idea? 
They are from Siberia. Um, the, <laughs> yes, I think there is a little bit of that. Um, look, they're very can, they're very sort of uh, hands-on, can-do people, and uh, <laughs> in in their head, the uh, you know the six hundred dollar saving uh, uh, would be worth it. Not taking factoring in the potential uh, thousands of dollars of damage uh, that could be done to white goods. But um, uh, look, I've got to say, in the in their defence, there was only one point at which I said to my wife, uh, "What was that loud uh, banging metal sound that I heard?" Uh, and to which she replied, "Oh, it was just a pipe falling off the washing machine." Uh, so uh, that's, that's you know that's standard, isn't it? Yeah, that happens on every move. I, I think that's fine. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. If we just take their perspective for a second, so so they helped you move. Uh, well, helped themselves move, but they're, they're living in the house as well. So it's uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like it's like I'm, I, I basically billeted to a Russian family at this point. I had my wife's parents and her brother uh, <laughs> living with us, uh, in addition to our two children. I'm living in a sort of Russian sitcom without any without any jokes. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my life is a living hell, but uh, it's great to hear you guys. And thanks for having me on the show. So, um, so, so you, you have two small kids now. You've actually got a baby as well, don't you? Yeah. So we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Didn't I have a conversation with you before the baby came, come, came along saying, do not move with a young baby. Didn't I exactly say those words? <laughs> did you? Yeah. We did that at three, three months old. It's hell. No, to be clear, Charles, you, you said that. Uh, before I moved with my first baby. You didn't send a follow-up message on the second child. So this is the second time we've moved with a child and I my hair is falling out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but look, I've got to say, the, 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 the worst part of the whole thing was actually not so much that. It was, it was dealing with uh, our friends at uh, NBN Co. And... Because uh, they don't get they don't get a bad rap, I think. They've got a pretty good, pretty solid reputation. But... Um, I uh, I weirdly had a bad experience with them. So what what happened? Well, somehow, uh, well, you know how like when you uh, try and get your internet installed, you you like to get it installed into your house, yeah. Um, well, uh, NDN got this great <laughs> system where they yeah yeah, but NDN has got this great system where they install your internet into your neighbor's house, um, and uh, so uh, that was that was thrilling uh, to discover that. So we we sort of basically. Uh, uh, been without internet for a, a few days, and uh, uh, and uh, you know the kids are climbing up the walls, and uh, <laughs> I just need to be able to sit them down in front of Bluey. Does the internet work better here or in Siberia? Great question. <laughs> I actually think it might be Siberia. Yeah, no, it's weird, but we we finally did get it resolved, and somehow it's slower. I've, I've now got a fiber to the premises um, connection, and it's now somehow slower than it was when I had a kind of you know, <laughs> bullshit box. So it sounds like you've actually recreated what it's like to live in Russia in your very own, you know, Sydney home. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> That's right. Well, there is a lot of soup, but um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm only just having this conversation, and I'm realizing that I'm having a breakdown. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is sort of a therapy session for me. So, in, in conclusion. Uh, confirming what everyone already knew, uh, don't move <laughs> yourself. Uh, fortunately, they did not uh, insist on us cleaning the house ourselves. We did hire cleaners, so there was some 
uh, silver lining there. But um, uh, yeah, don't uh, don't. You sound like you need a break. Can I suggest if, if you get yes. COVID nineteen, you'll have a couple of weeks in a, in seclusion. You'll have your own room. It'll be very quiet. Oh. Get on board. Yep. Yeah. Getting off, uh, you know, watching uh, Netflix on on a on a solid three G connection. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that would be uh, that would be absolutely heaven right now. <laughs> so. Uh, Thank you for checking in. Uh, Thank you so much, Mark. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Now, uh, Domi and Charles, you you two are dads, like me, and uh, are you feeling like I am? Are you feeling a bit confused about how to explain this whole uh, virus lockdown business to your kids? Well, my my cousin was saying that he's explaining to his two-year-old that Mm. the reason why they can't play in the playground or go to the pool or whatever is because the whole world is sick. (laughs) Really? That's heavy. That's a heavy explanation. Really bloody heavy. And apparently the cousin's kid is really depressed and keeps being really sad. And you're just going, well, you bloody well told him the whole world is sick, you bastards. I came up with a better one. I had to tell my daughter that the playground that she loves running around in is really dirty. So that won't traumatise her at all. No, that's what I've done too. I just said they're cleaning it. They're they're, they're cleaning it and it's going to take a a long time to clean. A surprisingly long time it will take to to clean. And that's that's the story that I'm using. I mean, what, is, what are you supposed to get? Well, That's actually true, though, because apparently my wife told me that the reason why I can't go to the pub is because they're cleaning it. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's been telling you that for years, hasn't she, trying to keep you away. Well, look, I dug around, you know, and I found actually a lot of people are weighing in on, on this thing, virus messaging for kids. My first discovery, which I, I want to share this with you, it's a new children's book about the coronavirus. It's made... Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. By the World Health Organization, who've teamed up with UNICEF, so big, you know, big names behind mm. this book, and some publishers, and they they produced this remarkably long book called "My Hero Is You: How Kids Can Fight COVID nineteen with an exclamation mark because it's such a fun adventure. You see, now this book it features a sort of angel like hero who's named Ariel. Same name as The Little Mermaid. And Ariel just explains the ins and outs of the coronavirus to anyone who'll listen. That's basically how the story works. And I must admit, must admit, I'm not sure the creators of this kid's book are taking the pandemic as seriously as they should. Take a listen. Is it true people can die from the coronavirus? Ariel breathed a big sigh and sat down on his enormous bottom. I mean, I think kids are going to think the coronavirus gives you a huge ass. <laughs> and but now, by the way, do you want to guess uh, which celebrity narrated that first official video of the COVID kids book on YouTube? It, it sounded, I mean, it sounded like Rolf Harris. But <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know. <laughs> that would certainly teach kids. kids to keep their distance. Look, I'll, I'll give it away. I can't believe you didn't guess this. It was, of course, Howard Donald from the pop group Take That. What? Who else what? would you cast? Who Who else would? <laughs> 
would you choose except for him? I bet he was very cheap. Well, that's that's very unfair on poor Howard. Not to be outdone, there's a hospital in LA who's naturally enough produced their own children's book about the virus and this one is narrated by Natalie Portman right? from the bad Star Wars movies. <laughs> and this is, you know, <laughs> presumably to teach kids to avoid COVID like you avoid Jar Jar Binks. Now, bearing in mind the, the virus is called coronavirus, can you guess the name, Dom and Charles, of the villain character in this children's book? Well, surely it's Donald Trump. Oh, close. Not bad. Charles? Oh, I was going to say, surely it's Batman. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be the perfect villain for the coronavirus? Well, <laughs> if from LA, they never use any original ideas, so I'm assuming it's just like Voldemort Sauron. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be called. I bet you. I bet you a million dollars. It's called Corona. Oh, that, Charles, that that's right? not a bad guess. Let, uh, let's hear Natalie Portman say the name of the villain. Corny coronavirus. Corny, corny coronavirus. Corny. Actually, he's, the coronavirus is a surname. I think she's just talking about the early Star Wars movies, isn't she? <laughs> the plot line of the plot line. <laughs> Her with Anakin or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corny coronavirus. Well, Corny in the stories, he he's depicted as this sort of green, unhygienic blob. Dom and Charles. What do you think Corny Coronavirus has been doing with his time? I suspect shagging bats, if we're honest. But in terms of this book, probably got a development deal at Netflix by now. <laughs> maybe so, Charles. What do, what do you think Corny's been doing? I don't know. Maybe going on various cruises around the world. Like, it seems <laughs> hey, to that, be that, that is That is pretty, pretty close. That's not bad. Let's listen to what Corny has been up to in this children's story. Corny Coronavirus has been travelling the world. There you go, Charles Firth. Hey. You've done it. Oh, well done. Nice. Travelling the world, yeah. presumably not on Virgin. Now, armed with, <laughs> with what you now know of the character, can you hazard a guess of the title of this children's book? Dommy? Where is the green bat? <laughs> <laughs> Charles, you, you want to stab at the title? Uh, what about Corny the Coronavirus Goes Around the World? Yeah, that, that's not bad, actually. Dommy, what was your alternative? Horton, here's a WHO. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Look, the, title, the title of the, kill, of the kids' book is this. Careless Corny, A Cautionary Tale. Now, kids, you know... They, they need to be kept not only in, informed but entertained, don't they? So I want to play you guys the most exciting part of Careless Corny, A Cautionary Tale. Now, if your kids <laughs> love Dr. Seuss or they might love Roald Dahl, those authors have got nothing on this thrilling and hilarious bit of the story. And after I play it, by the way, I want you guys to guess why this particular thing happens in the story. Take it away, Natalie Portman. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Is that a live count of the US fatalities? Uh, good guess, Tommy. That's pretty close. Uh, Charles, why do you think that's in the story? Well, it's, it's obviously how long you've got to wash your hands for. But instead of doing it in a joyous way where you sing a song, they want you to just like joylessly. <laughs> recount the numbers here. Oh, no, it's, it's because no one knows how to count to 20 because they go through the Amer- American education system. That's the reason. Well, look, if your kids were, were gripped and enthralled by that little uh, counting passage as narrated so thrillingly by Natalie Portman, they will surely be over the moon when... 
Later in the story, this happens. You're washing your hands again? Yes, I am. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. There you go. So, the, ask no more how do I entertain the kids during lockdown? No wonder they, they needed a major movie star to give that the, the Oscar-winning performance it deserves. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. This week's episode is brought to you by the government's $130 billion JobKeeper scheme. Haven't been paid yet? Simply log into the ATO portal via MyGovID. Oh, MyGov, I've got that all set up. I use it for Medicare. It's great. No, 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 no not MyGov. MyGov ID. They're, they're totally different, Dom. What? I've never heard of that. Yeah, use MyGov ID. Are you sure it's not MyGov, the thing that we all use? Well, who would use MyGov when you're supposed to use MyGov ID? Look, just use MyGov ID and complete the simple 500-step checklist. Do you, do you, sorry, sorry. Do you guys get the sense that they just don't want us to get the money? The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. International Global News World Roundup. Charles and Andrew, some of the most important news stories this week. A city in Sweden attempted to stop citizens celebrating a holiday in a public park. They dumped more than a tonne of chicken poo on the grass and normally people sit and drink beer all night. But a local official said, no, this will make it much less nice and no one will want to come. Would that keep you away from a beer in a park? <laughs> well, uh, chicken shit does actually smell terrible. Um, in fact, the only thing that smells worse than chicken shit is the inside of a Sydney pub. So um, given that that's where people go and drink in Australia, I, I don't think it'll have worked at all. I think people will go, oh, wow, this smells just like a musty pub. <laughs> yeah. It smells better than a musty pub. <laughs> You'd be rushing to, for the chicken shit hill, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just desperate to get there. Mm. Look, I, look. I, at this point, I'm so desperate for a good time that uh, chicken shit or not, that would not keep me away. You'd need <laughs> a lot more than a ton. I reckon most of us will be in a position at the end of this where we're happy to just bed down in a ton of shit and drink a nice now, drink. Um, okay, so if you're in charge of this town, what would you have done to keep people away? If you don't think the shit uh, on the grass will work, is there a better way they can make people observe social distancing? Bearing in mind there's no lockdowns in Sweden. Oh, to keep people to keep people away. <laughs> Well, well, what if you what if you dressed up the park as a as a cruise ship terminal? <laughs> I think that might send people packing. I, look, um, you know, one way might be just hear me out here because it's a bit of a bit of a loose suggestion. What if you told everyone that there's a global pandemic on, and if that they turn up, their grandparents will almost definitely die? <laughs> no. Nah. Nah. Not going to work, Charles. Not going to work. Well, you need no, you need a, no. something that appeals to the Swedish, don't you? So maybe what you do is you just place a whole lot of IKEA furniture that isn't constructed near the park out on the on the field, and say that they have to yeah say that they have to assemble it, and then they'll all go. Oh no, I'll, I'll do it next weekend. I'll, I'll come back. You know? <laughs> Be perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, or well, maybe you could sort of, um, you know, line up <clears throat> all the horses that normally go into the meatballs and offer to give people rides away from the park. I was thinking if they just got some Forex gold and bought it on the grass, it'd be completely fine. No one would go. Now, mm. uh, Donald Trump wasn't the first uh, influential leader to recommend bleach as a cure for coronavirus, it turns out. The renowned Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing has in fact long claimed that chlorine dioxide is a miracle cure, and they sell it here in Australia. It's an American church, but they sell it here as a thing called Miracle Mineral Solution. And actually it turns out the Archbishop wrote to Donald Trump, yes, they have an Archbishop, before his press conference and recommended that uh, he use their sacramental cleaning water. What do you think? Does this uh, does a church blessing this stuff make you think it uh, it's worth a try? I'm sorry, it's it's made of chlorine dioxide. Did you say? Yes, but it is miracle mineral solution. Mm. That's what they call it. It's been blessed. I've actually I've got a bottle of it. I actually use it. It's actually very effective. Um, my my toilet bowl is incredibly clean the whole time. <laughs> they do talk it's about a miracle. miracle cleaners. Nearly every cleaner is sold as a miracle miracle cleaner, isn't it? So what why what's so unusual about this? Do you think religions should be allowed to uh, to market dangerous things to their congregation? I mean, the TGA here says they can sell it if they write poison on the bottle. Ooh. Oh. Market dangerous things to their congregations. What do you mean, like priests? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I think it's all right to sell poison to your congregation as long as you've already got their credit card details on file. I think that's the most important thing. <laughs> you can keep taking the money out like an Australian bank. <laughs> now, some happy news to wind up uh, with this week. Our old friend Elon Musk has had a oh. truly, truly special week. Hasn't He's he? had his seventh baby. Congratulations, yeah. Elon. It's uh, with his first child with the singer Grimes. And, uh, look, they come up with a truly special name for this child. Let me try and explain what it is. It is X space and then an AE squashed together like in medieval, mm. then another space, then A-12 Musk. And somehow Musk is the silliest part of the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I like that how concise the name is. I mean, it's very there aren't many letters in that, mm. and there aren't many letters even in Elon Musk or Grimes. Like the whole family put together still has less letters than my name. <laughs> it's true. Now I wanted to know how to pronounce this very unusual name, so I turned to the renowned entertainment reporter at Seven News. I can't pronounce it. I challenge anyone else to, uh, but I think we have a graphic of it. Um, if, if we can pop that up, apparently they pronounce it Ash. It's just ash. It's not too bad. But it's spelt X A E A dash <laughs> twelve. That's not ash. I don't know what it is. Why don't they just call him Ash? If they want to call him Ash, why don't they just write Ash down? Do you think this is I mean, celebrities are well known for giving children stupid names. Is this a new low or is it kind of brilliant? How do you how do you view this? No, I I think this is really good. I think this is I mean because I actually know what this name means. Like, I, um, it means that Elon Musk is a narcissist who sees the baby as an extension of himself rather than as a separate, unique human being. Um, so, you know, it's really good. It's, it sort of acts as a, as a, a, a signal to child welfare authorities. They should put him on some sort of watch list. Red flag, isn't it? Well, I'll give you the official explanation. You can see if it's more or less impressive. X... This is from Grimes' Twitter. X is the unknown variable. Uh, the AE is the elven spelling of AI, meaning love and or artificial intelligence. A12 is the precursor to their favourite aircraft, 
the SR17. Oh, oh. What, what, which kid gets called SR17 then? I mean, you're telling me A12 is the second most favourite aircraft. <laughs> Let's hope they have another child. I don't know what And that, they've named the kid up. After our second most favourite aircraft. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, their most favourite aircraft is the Concorde, but the SR-17 is so much easier to say for a child's name. Um, what do you think they will call their next child, given this uh, amazing skill? Oh, um, E equals MC squared. I think I think they'll learn from it, and I'm I'm pretty certain I'd put a lot of money on the next child just being called Bob, or <laughs> well, any name that they choose. It's less embarrassing than Elon Junior, surely. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Okay, well that's almost the end of the show, uh, but we do have some breaking news from Rebecca Dayanumuno. Yes, news just in. A woman in the United States has come forward and accused Bernie Sanders of trying to give her free health care in exchange for her support. The allegations have badly damaged the senator's chances of winning against a pool of much more electable sex offenders. Back to you. Thanks, Vic. Now, remember to check us out online at uh, chaser.com.au. Find us on Facebook, Twitter. Twitter is a good one. <clears throat> I've just joined Twitter, actually. It's, it's like, quite like Pinterest. You know that we're on TikTok. I joined Twink. <laughs> well, I, no, I, I I joined DickDoc, and uh, I'll tell you what, that's oh, really whoops. interesting. That sounds quite painful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also search for the Chaser Report in your podcast app and actually subscribe to it so that we actually get all the downloads, even if you don't listen to it. Uh, and you've also got to review the Chaser Report, don't you? Because otherwise... Well, yeah, we get fired, basically, don't we, if, yeah. if you don't And do if you that. could yeah. create a program that that queues up thousands of fake downloads, that would also be very helpful. <laughs> that would be very helpful. So thanks to our producer, Mike Liberali. And uh, anyway, we're going to leave you with a promo now uh, for a very, very exciting new podcast from Chaser Studios that we've been working on for... Just years. Hi, my name is John Jillos. Have you ever thought, what if every decision you made had to be decided by the first result you got on Google? Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. It's an intriguing thought, isn't it? Every time you want to eat something or watch something, you have to do what Google recommends first. Hey, babe, should we have dinner? Oh, pizza would be nice. Well, hold on, I have to ask Google. Hey, Google, what should we have for dinner? Here's a summary from Noble Pig. 80 easy dinners you can make tonight. Beef, chicken, turkey, pasta, pork, seafood, and vegetarian. Yeah, it looks like it's beef, chicken, pasta, pork, seafood, and vegetarian. Ugh, again? And what if you did it for a whole year? For a whole year? Oh, jeez. Introducing a new podcast that looks at the mildly interesting question, what would happen if your life was controlled by a search engine? About the highs, this is the best beef, chicken, pasta, pork, seafood, and vegetarian meal I've had yet. And lows. Well, unfortunately, Google has sent me a cease and desist notice, but luckily Bing has stepped up to the plate and said I can use their search engine instead, so... I'm sure the premise of my podcast will be just as good. Hey, Bing, what should we eat tonight? There are 5,623 results for animal porn. Uh, my life is a search engine. Just search for it wherever you get your podcasts, but don't search for it in Bing because it won't be able to find it.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.